Hi everyone, and welcome back to The Bliss Bakery, where you'll get your wholesome slice of life. I'm Rachel. And I'm Jess. Only 10 weeks left till your wedding. Is that right? Yeah, about it. Yeah, about 10 weeks left. So everyone, Jess is a friend of mine who got engaged last year to her boyfriend, now fiancé, Justin. You're planning a September wedding and I'm so lucky to have been invited. And it's actually going to be the first wedding I attend outside of my family ones. So I'm super excited, although obviously not as much as you. (laughs) I would love to spend today talking about all things related to weddings, especially as it is that time in our lives where people are starting to get married. But before we dive into the topic... Can you share with listeners anything that happened to you last week? I have been to another wedding recently, actually. Yeah, it was um, an Oztag friend's wedding. So that was really, really fun. Got to see a lot of friends that we don't get to see a lot. But yeah, it was a really nice, I guess, snippet of like what our wedding might look like. Seeing like how they got through it and, you know, the planning process, but also like Just seeing how fun it could be and not thinking too much about the planning process. I think that was something I got out of it. Just just have fun. Yeah, it got you hyped for your wedding then. Yeah, like I think it made me think, how can I make it more fun just so that I have a good time? Because I just saw how how much the bride and groom had a great time and I really want that and I don't want to be too serious. They did have a lot of alcohol. (laughs) I don't know if that contributes. (laughs) Will you have a lot of alcohol at your wedding? Mm, Well, we have complimentary wine and beers. But I'm thinking, should I also buy some additional like soju or like vodka shots or something like that? Spice it up. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Like the other thing is, I think when people are like decently lit, people have a really good time and they come on the dance floor and they just have a blast. I think the dance floor that night was so lit and everyone just had such a great time. And I think that made a big difference to people who are like, oh, just sitting at the table is a bit like... Not sure if I should go on the dance floor. On, I don't want everyone to judge me when I dance. I just want people to like be loose. That's true. I am so scared. I'm going to be one of those people sitting at the table being too self-conscious to dance because I don't dance. And anytime we go to a party or like a club, I dread it because I'm scared to get on the dance floor. And it's usually because I'm always sober. But maybe your wedding will be an opportunity for me. I don't think you have to like dance per se, but I think everyone just getting on the dance floor and just being in the like mix of people, I think the vibe is different. You just kind of like bob along. You don't really need to dance. I think more people will have eyes on me, which I'm worried about as well, because I'm also not a dancer. Maybe you'll have enough alcohol that you won't notice a thing. I need to be early lit and then I'll have a good time. Yeah. It reminds me of not a wedding, but when Lucas turned 18, he had a party and they didn't know how much alcohol to buy either. So they bought so many bottles of spirits and like vodka. And that party is ingrained in my memory as the messiest party I've ever been to in my life. As in people or like... Yeah, they bought way too much alcohol. Everyone was throwing up everywhere. And it's when you're 18, people don't know their limits and everyone just wants to get really lit. Yeah. So it was a very crazy party. And I was like, I I think we learned how much alcohol we should buy. Yeah. But I mean, at 18, everyone gets lit like that. Like, you just want to be drunk. It was so traumatizing for me. Anyway, the topic that I want to dive in 
on today's weddings and all things to do with getting married from getting engaged to planning to what to expect and all those details because I have no idea how any of that works or like what's the rules involved with weddings and planning and attending as guests. So neither do I though. I really don't have any idea. Everyone always asks me, they're like, so how are you going with your planning? You know, what do you still have to do? And I'm like, I really don't know. You're figuring it out. Exactly. So how are you feeling about it all with it being so close? I think it's exciting that the time has finally come because we did get engaged really early, like last year, May, I think. Um, But in terms of leading up to the day now, like, you know, we're starting to feel the stress a little bit, just like what do we need to get done and knowing that things needs to start getting done as well. But in saying that, we actually haven't done much. We've just, you know... We've spread it out pretty evenly, I think, in terms of planning. You know, Justin will do some stuff and I will do some stuff. Um, so it hasn't been too bad so far. Probably when we get to the nitty gritty of stuff, it will start feeling more stressful. But in terms of all the big stuff, I think all of that is pretty much done for us. So we're not too worried about that. It's really nice that you and Justin split responsibilities between you two because I've heard of a lot of couples where when they get married, the bride takes on a lot of the planning and then the groom takes a bit more of a backseat and is like, whatever makes you happy, you take care of the details kind of thing. So how do you decide what to split between you two? Like what are you doing and what's Justin doing? I think it's also because I don't have a clear vision of what I want. I just have an idea of, I want it to kind of be just a great day. Like I don't really have like, I want it to be this color, this color, this color, or I want it to be this kind of style or anything like that. That helps him because he doesn't feel the need to like, meet my criterias or what I want. But yeah, normally I might decide on something and then Justin will follow through with it and he'll contact the people that we need to or he'll just organize that. And he's just very good at making sure things are done. That's a good pairing. Yeah. Because you can dream and you're the vision and then he executes. Yes. (laughs) I can definitely see Justin being the type who is very involved as well, which is nice when it comes to wedding planning because it means you have a lot less stress on you. Yeah, 100%. He's always really involved with every decision we make anyways, which is really good, I think. Nice. So tell us a little bit more about your relationship with Justin then. So we met four years ago. So we've been dating for four years. We met at a 21st birthday party. It was a joint birthday party. So I went for one person and he went for another person. And uh, we did have mutual friends. The mutual friend was at Hungry Jack's. And then I met Justin when I was meeting on my mutual friend. And then we just hit it off. After the party, we just chatted um, on Facebook and then we just caught up and then it just went from there. And it's just, yeah, we've just been dating ever since, I guess. At what point did it, I guess, escalate to feeling ready for marriage? You guys were thinking about it quite early on as well. Even I think maybe two years after you had been dating, you were already thinking you were going to get engaged at some point? Yeah, I think as Christians, we want to date with a purpose and that purpose is to get married. So for us, that conversation did come quite early on, like you said. Um, So we both voiced, obviously, that we did want it to go towards marriage, but obviously the timing of it. We were still young, I think, back then, and I'm glad that we did have this long engagement because I think We both grew a lot within this last year, just with our careers, with who we are as a person and like just growing in our personalities as well. I do think we were a bit immature back then. It's just, you know, lovey-dovey, like talk about getting married and things like that. But to understand marriage 
as a very serious commitment is something that's very different, I think. But yeah, obviously Justin showed a lot of qualities in someone I do want to do life with. Uh, So yeah, that's how we um, kind of came to like a decision or more like an understanding that, yeah, we're both ready for that next step. And you said that in these last two years, even your relationship matured quite a bit. So how do you feel like the relationship has changed over time? Yeah, I think at the beginning of a relationship, you spend your whole entire life with that person, every minute, every day, every you know, hour, whatever. But I think it's like we learned to be okay apart, but still have a strong relationship. I really value time with friends, but I also obviously value time with him. It's just like juggling that. We learned a better way of doing that. Um, I think we learned to trust each other in a different way as well. Like um, not having to like constantly need to telling each other what we're doing. I also think in terms of a career path, we're both more supportive. We learned how to argue better. <laughs> yeah, we're still working it out. But I definitely think we've matured. Yeah, mm. we started. Yeah. I agree with the whole figuring out, especially when you're in the beginning of a relationship, it's so easy to get absorbed into that one relationship and forget everything else. Yeah. Because that's what I struggled with a lot was I felt like I could put all my time with Lucas and I wanted to spend all my time with him every single day. And then it's taken me a lot longer through the course of our relationship to realize that time apart is really important as well and learning how to be your own person. Yeah. Because that's what creates a healthier relationship. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? (laughs) I feel like sometimes time apart is good. Like you need that breathing, you need that space. You need to enjoy life without that partner because then you become way too codependent and your whole life is like, okay, depends on this one person to make me feel whether I'm happy or sad or like whether I feel success. You also need your own support group. Your friends are your support group. And if anything goes wrong, they're going to be the ones that are going to be there for you. I'm also then curious, how did you get engaged? What's that story? So the funny story is I always thought I would know when Justin would propose because he's not really good at keeping secrets and he's not subtle about anything. So I always thought that if something started to become fishy, I would kind of like identify and then be able to find out. But then, um, yeah, they played it really smoothly. Basically, my friend flew back from Gold Coast to Sydney to have her 21st birthday party. And I didn't think much of it. And she did have a grand birthday party where she invited heaps of people. And then she said she wanted to do a small picnic with just a small group of friends. Um, it was like those really expensive picnic things where they like full set it up and like you have cushions everywhere. And like she's the type of person to do that. So I fully believed it. And then I was a bit sick that day, actually. And I was like planning maybe to not go. But then actually my friend Lauren, who's the one who's having the birthday party, she invited my friend Hillary because she said to me that she didn't want me to have no friends there. She wanted me to have some company. And I remember thinking like, wow, she's so sweet. And like, it's so to her character as well. She's such a sweet person. I remember even telling her like, it's fine. I can just make friends at your party. I'm really okay with that. And she's like, no, no, no. I really want you to enjoy yourself or something like that. And I was just like, wow, she's so selfless and whatever. And then the weird thing is, which I didn't actually catch now that I think back, is that Hillary decided to go. That's the weirdest part. I was just like, the fact that Hillary knew she was invited purely for me, yet she wanted to go and I didn't think anything of it. And I was just like, okay, like, so Hillary and I were both going to go. 
And then actually, now that I think back to it, it's even weirder because Hillary picked both of us up to drive us to the venue. It wasn't even me who picked us up, even though I was Lauren's friend. And Lauren wasn't the one who drove us either, but she was kind of drunk from the night before. And it was oh, hungover, I mean. Were they friends beforehand? They were acquaintances, if anything. They weren't friends' friends. Um, I think they're maybe friends now, but they definitely were not that close back then. So it was really weird for her to come along. So we were heading to the park and then Hillary wanted to choose a spot to park. And I was like, why don't we just park on the, in the nearest spot? I just didn't understand. And it was just so many like question marks that I don't believe, I can't believe I didn't pick them up on the day. First of all, we had to drop Lauren off earlier and then she walked off and I t- she didn't know where to go. And I was like, I thought you chose this spot. I'm just a bit confused, but I was explaining to Ollie, you can go to the right and that's a really nice spot. And then Hillary was trying to find the perfect spot to park. And I'm like, just park wherever it's convenient. I don't care. Why did she need the perfect spot? Because she was trying to buy time for Lauren to get to her spot. Yeah, which I obviously didn't know. And then when we got out of the car, she was like, oh, I think Lauren went this way, which was left. And I'm like, no, she didn't. She definitely went right because I told her the spot to go to. And she's like, no, no, no. And I was getting a bit frustrated. I'm like, why did you believe me? And she's like, I'm going to check it on the maps. And by this time, I'm like, she's definitely on the right. I am sure I told her to follow the footpath. Um, and then we heard something happen in the bushes and then out jumped um, Justin's brother. And he was the first one um, on my walk towards Justin who gave me a rose. Were you confused? <laughs> no, the moment he jumped out, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a proposal and I was not ready for this. And I'm just so, I was just so shocked. And then he gave me a rose and he said something. There were a few people that came out, like most of Justin's like groomsmen's and then my best friends were obviously there and they all had a rose each and they were all reading out a snippet of, of journey in our relationship. And to be honest, I didn't hear any of them because all I could think about was I have to say yes at the end of this journey because I'm going to be meeting just at the end of this footpath. Um, But yeah, it was really romantic, really sweet. Didn't expect it from Justin. He did really well. And then when I got there, I thought I would never cry, but there I was crying. And then obviously I said yes. Yeah. And here we are three months before we get married. It's just crazy. Yeah. That's a really nice story. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. It feels so bachelor feels. I was like, oh my gosh. And then all these people in the park were watching. And then afterwards, they're like, congratulations. I'm like, oh my gosh, Loki's so embarrassing. There's so many viewers. But it was really, really sweet. It was like beyond anything I thought he would do. Was someone videoing or taking photos? Yeah, Hillary. She literally just walked next to me and was taking videos of us. I think the video is a bit too cringe for me to look back on. The photos I look back on regularly, but the videos, no. I'm just like, I can't watch that back. (laughs) The thing that I get most nervous about when it comes to thinking about a proposal is the public nature of it. Yes. And you're most likely going to say yes at the end. Yes. But you can be so conscious as well that it's everyone's just watching this happen. Yeah. I guess when it is happening to you, though, nothing else exists. It's such a blur. I don't know. I know some people like they want their partners to do a whole spiel of something when they're proposing, but I'm like nothing. I was not listening to anything anyone was saying. All I was thinking was, oh my gosh, this is it. Like I'm give- not giving my life away, but I am like literally going to be marrying this person. Like that's all you can think about. Like, and you have to stand there for so long before you can say yes. You have to listen to it all. It's just, an, I feel like it's so awkward. Also, just to like look at that person, nod and be like, yes, 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 and listen to them. I don't know. 
Ashley, let me tell you the funny story. A week before I got Justin proposed, I was having dinner with Hillary and some of my friends. And then she looks at me and she goes, your hair is so disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, that is so rude. Hillary is not someone to care about appearances. So the moment she said it, I was like, oh my gosh, my hair looks so bad. Like the fact that she would even say that means that it must be so bad. I got so self-conscious about it. Every time my kids drew pictures of me, it was literally my hair was half black and half yellow. And I was just so self-conscious about it. My friends that I was having dinner with as well, they were like, yeah, just your hair's kind of getting pretty chat. I didn't know that Hillary got them all into it. Afterwards, I was like messaging my hairstyles. I'm like, can I please, can I please get a, an appointment in? Like, I really need to get it done. And literally got my hair done a couple of days before the proposal. And then Hillary, just, Hillary was like, aren't you glad I told you to do that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this all makes sense now. So it wasn't that bad. She's like, it wasn't that bad, but I didn't want you to have photos in that hair. Did you get your nails done as well before? Actually, so my friend on that Sunday was like, let's go get our nails done. And I'm like, I have Oztech. I don't really want to waste money and spend $40 doing my nails. And she's like, oh, but I really want to get it done. I was like, oh, I was like, "Mm, probably not. So then she just gave up. Oh, you didn't get it done. I didn't get them done, no. I don't know. My nails are pretty long in general. Yeah. So I'm not too phased, but I do wish I did them. But that's all right. It's okay. It's beyond it. (laughs) See, that's why I think... You couldn't surprise me with Lucas's engagement because someone would ask me if I want to get my nails done and and I will know. Yeah, because I play so much tag where as soon as I get my nails done, same thing, it will break immediately. So I would never do it until I quit Oztag and then I'll consider getting my nails done. But when will you quit Oztag? (laughs) Maybe after I'm 30. (laughs) So I can only get engaged after I'm 30 or not be surprised. Yeah. I mean, would you be happy to for Lucas to propose to you without your nails done? My nails are pretty gross. I think they're okay. they're well, they're just like regular. Yeah. They're they're not long though, and I feel like a heads up would be helpful. Yeah, yeah. But then you're not gonna be surprised, or would you not mind it being a full surprise? Or you know what? You could even like have a discussion. I know my friend did this where she knew it was within that time frame. Like, would that also be something you're okay with? Yeah, I think so. I don't mind it not being a surprise, I think. Mm. If it were a surprise, I'm the type of person who likes too much control in my life, where if it was a surprise, maybe I would be too shocked. (laughs) So Can't even say yes because you're too shocked. Oh, no. (laughs) I would be anxious waiting for it. Yeah. Um, I think my brother is planning some kind of engagement at the end of this year and I don't think it's a surprise as well because we're all going to New Zealand and his girlfriend is flying our family to New Zealand as well so I assume she would know that it's happening then I I don't think it's yeah I wouldn't mind it like that either yeah like travel somewhere and get proposed to yeah that's really nice yeah special memory that you can have as well so I think it would be cute for you guys to do that yeah yeah did you guys talk about getting married before the proposal, though? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think he knew I was ready. Like, I was happy to get engaged to him. I think that obviously gave him the confidence. But in saying that, like, I think he told me once, what if she doesn't say yes? And I'm like, really? I don't think I've ever thought to say no. Because I actually went to pick out my ring because he asked me what type of ring I wanted. So 
I actually picked it out in January and he proposed in May. And the whole time my mum was like, is he even proposing? It's been so long. And like, I guess that's the thing with the anxiety thing. Like you're like, yeah, true. Is he even proposing to me? Has he just done goof that idea? And he just made me go choose out a ring and like didn't even do anything about it. But then, yeah. And then he had the thought, well, what does she say is no? And I'm just like, really? But I went and picked out a ring. Like, why would I say no if, I, if you asked me to go pick a ring? And I did. But I guess it just comes with the idea of asking. There's still that possibility that someone might say no. Yeah, it's not 100%. Even though it's 99%, I definitely think if I was on the guy's side, I would still feel the anxiety of, oh, I don't know what the outcome is going to be until it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, going ring shopping beforehand is definitely an indicator already that you know something's about to come. So is that normal in engagements? The girl and the guy will go ring shopping beforehand to pick it out? Hmm, I think... I think it's really dependent on every couple. Like, it really depends what people like. Um, for me, Justin's not really a big gift giver, so he would never probably buy me another jewelry anyway. So it's more so, like, you get something you really like um, and not get something that... He was a bit scared that if he chose something, I wouldn't like it. So I went to choose with my best friend. So Justin actually didn't see the ring with me. So I went to choose it with one of my friends and then he only chose the rose gold halo around it. I was like, oh, that's up to you. How, what color you want it? I wanted to give him a little bit of choice because he was also paying for the ring and stuff. He could choose whether he was going to get me a diamond band or just a silver band. So that was really all up to him in the end. Um, and I didn't really mind which way it went. So I guess in a sense, we both chose the ring, but I think it was nice to be honest. It was probably a good thing it was so long because when I saw the ring again, I was like, is this the one I chose? But I love it. I don't know if it was the one. In, I, I couldn't even remember the one that I had put on my finger. So it was really surprising for me all over again. And I loved it. It was obviously I love my ring. So I was like, oh, so beautiful. It was as if I saw it for the first time all over again because it had been so long. Rings are a big deal as well, I guess, when it comes to engagements. I am very curious about the expectations around buying a ring. And I've heard people say, like my brother is talking about this at the moment, it's some certain percentage of three months of salary or whatever that means. What's the deal there? Are there guidelines? I don't think there's a specific rule or anything. Um, it was more so I wanted a ring that I would really like. And for me, it was I'm not a big jewelry person either. So it's not like I buy like tons of rings. I only wear the one ring. So for me, it was more so like I really wanted one that I absolutely loved that I would wear every day. And my mom's always like, you need to have a real diamond. So I was like, Justin, my only criteria is that to be a real diamond. For me, it's like this is the one ring I'll wear for the rest of my life kind of thing. We just kept to the budget that we could come up to, but come up with, I mean. I know a lot of people, like, some people love really big rings, so they might go for the lab diamond. I don't know what they're called. It starts with M. Moissanite. Moissanite, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so people who want really big carrots, they will go for that. I have really tiny fingers, so for me, I didn't need something that big. So then I could buy a real diamond for the same price as a really big diamond. But I also feel like for me, clarity is very important. The color, you don't want a big diamond to have really like clarity and color. You want something that's nice, that's not too extra. So that was my criteria anyways. Yeah, I I feel like everyone's different. Really, it's really up to you. I don't feel like there's anything like you have to go by. To be honest, when I first went ring shopping, it was with a guy friend. And I thought I was going to get a princess cut. This whole time, I was like, I'm going to get a princess cut. What's that? It's a square one. 
But the moment I put it on, it made me look so old. It just didn't suit me. So then I got the Brilliant Cut, which is not what I thought I would get. Is Brilliant round? Brilliant's round, yeah. So is a is an average good ring 10k plus or what's the average price range usually um about i think 10k for like a decent clarity decent color one carat diamond and then if you want anything bigger you're probably gonna have to spend more than 10k your lab diamonds will be about a couple of thousands maybe not too much so it's a massive price difference but then like some people don't care and that's fair they really do look the same you can't really tell the difference but It's just at the end of the day, you know what it is. When I got asked the question a few months back, because my brother was sussing it as well, he said, how much do you think a ring costs? And I was like, 2K? 2K? You wish, right? (laughs) Lucas is very lucky. (laughs) But like, do you even care? Like, If you really don't care, then lab diamonds are fine. Honestly, you can't even tell the difference when you look at them with the naked eye. I don't know if I care that much. If I think about it, I would like something nicer because you're only going to get one yes exactly but at the same time i don't know if i would wear it every day which is weird but i don't like wearing rings because i fidget with things too much and then i always when i have a ring on i take it off and i put it on all the time and then i end up losing it so i would feel very nervous about having something very expensive on my hand sounds like you should get the lab no because i i I completely understand because obviously mine costed quite a bit and like every time I bump it on something, I'm like, oh my gosh. I feel like there's just this like huge responsibility. I feel because there's something so expensive on my hand that I'm carrying around me everywhere. Even when I shower, I take it off. When I wash dishes, I take it off. And it's just so easy to lose. And my mom's always like, stop taking it off. You're going to lose it. And that's like so much money out the window. But I can't wear it as I'm doing these things. Like I'm just so self-conscious about it. I'm a bit too careless probably. So I've thought about instead, should I just get a tattoo? Like, not not a tattoo of a ring, which is what Lucas thought for the longest time. He thought we were going to get, like, ring tattoos. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Was he okay with it? He was like, yeah, we'll get it. But then I clarified it with him a little while back, and he was like, that makes so much more sense, which is just the date that you get married on the inside of your ring finger. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Because then I don't have to think about anything, and it's there. Don't conform to society. You do you. Yeah. 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 Why not? Like you can just do a tattoo and then just do something simple. Like you yeah. don't have to spend thousands if you're not a ring wearer. You just do you. I think that's one thing I've learned about in this whole wedding season. It's too hard to like conform to society's wants and needs and rules and everything like that because you'll never fulfill all of them and they'll either cost you way too much money or you'll start um, compromising for things that you didn't want to compromise for just to get whatever you wanted to get. And it's just like, is it worth it? I think you just do what you got to do. And yeah. Yeah, that's true. Does the guy get an engagement ring or not? No. <laughs> Don't worry about that part. And then there's a separate ring for when you actually get married. Yeah. So you get the wedding band. That one, Justin and I kind of got together. I looked at mine. He came and looked at it. Uh, he bought his. His one's not anything fancy or anything just because he plays a lot of sport. He's really rough. He didn't spend a lot on his because he probably doesn't need to. So when you do end up getting married with the wedding bands, does that mean he has the wedding band? Do you use the same ring or do you have a separate one that you wear? So those wedding bands will be given to his best man. And then at the altar, he will give them to Justin at the exchange of vows to exchange rings. And then I will put his ring on him and he will put his ring on my ring on me. 
That ring? Not this ring. Oh. The wedding band ring. So this stays on my hand, but he gives me the wedding band ring. Oh. Yeah, so at the end of the day, I'll have two, the engagement ring and the wedding ring. Uh, yeah. And then usually women wear the engagement ring more. So they normally wear both together. Um, but usually, I think, from what I've seen, people start only wearing their wedding band when they have children because things get so dirty and messy. But I feel like more and more people now just wear both of them together. Make it worth it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you've been to a ton of weddings before. And I guess it's mainly because you have a lot of Christian friends as well who get married quite early. Did you have ideas from those that you wanted to have for your wedding? Um, When I was young, because I went to a lot when I was younger, maybe like late high school, really early uni, because at church we had leaders and they would invite us to their wedding. So I went to a lot when I was actually younger. So I didn't really think much of it back then. I think it's more so in the last couple, maybe two years, I would look out for things that I wouldn't do and like things that I did want to do. I really don't have a dream wedding. I really don't have like, oh, I have to have it this way. There's just certain aspects. For example, like I don't want to wear my veil in our first dance because it just gets in the way. Like I saw it getting all tangled up. Also wanting a photo booth because it actually is quite fun. At the beginning, I was going like, oh, no, I have a photo booth. It's all good. But then after going to one, I was like, actually, it's kind of fun. It gets people up and like moving. What have the best weddings you've been to been like? Just so fun. I think a DJ with a dance floor is so good because they can read the room and then they adjust to the room. I think that makes a massive difference. So yeah, we did take that into account, not to overdo it with the speeches. And then, yeah, we did hire a DJ as well, just to like kind of create vibes. I think the vibe is very important in a wedding. Have you ever done a wedding speech? No, I haven't. I feel like it would be so much pressure. I don't know. I've done a 21st birthday speech and even then I was so anxious. Are you sticking to tradition in your wedding or are you going to do something different? I think it's just the, like, yeah, traditional maybe, but not super traditional. I don't even know what traditional is these days. I know in like the Chinese culture, I think the groom comes to the bride's house or something and they do all these games and the door games or whatever like we're not gonna do any of that because i'm not really that traditional in my chinese culture Um, like the tea ceremony the tea ceremony maybe if my family from overseas come then i might do it but then if they're not gonna come like my family alone we're not that traditional so no not really traditional yeah just walking down the aisle and then reception would just be like games speech dance have fun what games I don't know. I'm not in charge of that. <laughs> what games usually happen at a reception? Um, bride and groom games. like oh. Those games. Wait, I mean those games. Sorry, not like a whole everyone playing a game. <laughs> oh, we're going to play laser tag? No, 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 no. <laughs> got it. And you do... I've seen a lot of weddings have some kind of dance that the wedding party does as an entry. Oh, yes. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Maybe that's something I need to work on. We we have decided to do some sort of bridal entrance, but I don't know what that will entail. <laughs> I think the dancing is a really good, it's a vibe thing and a memory, but I know Lucas does not want to do anything like that. I'm sure you don't want to do anything like yeah, that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Too that, self-conscious. No, that's like simple is good. I don't think you have to do it. Yeah, some people go really out for like, choreographed dance and everything I don't think ours would be like that it might be choreographed to an extent but not a full blown out dance nah because I I don't I don't want to do it in front of everybody it's just too much pressure on me 
It's a very random performance. It is, but like, if you do it well, it, it can be so good. Like, set the vibe. Justin's cousin got married and they did the high school musical, fabulous, and then the basketball one, and it was so epic. It was just wow. It was just, just so wowed by it. It's just like a hype. It's more like hyping people in to come in, and I guess that's when the bridal party gets to have fun as well. But then, yeah, you gotta commit to it. If your bridal party doesn't commit to it, it looks awkward. You may as well not do it at that point. Yeah, so. Can you imagine Lucas doing it? No. no. <laughs> so I want to dive into a little bit of planning as well when it comes to weddings, which we have touched on a lot already. What, I guess, what kind of details have you finalized? What are you still needing to think about? Yeah, venues are all booked for us. We, I'm glad we got onto it really early. The moment we got engaged, we pretty much planned it, I think the week or two weeks after that or something. I don't remember, but... There was only like three dates we can choose from for the whole of 2022. And it was so ridiculous. There was one in winter and I didn't want a winter wedding. Um, there was one in 29th of December or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone's either on holidays or it's so hot. So September was perfect. And we just planned everything around that. Um, I've already got my wedding dress. I've got my bridesmaid dresses. Um, getting my dress tailored soon. Food cake? Food is provided by the reception hall. Oh. Um, cake, yeah, I've organized cake already. Flowers, that's something that my florist is trying to do for me. But I also need to give her an idea of what kind of theme I want. And how did you decide who to invite to the wedding? Because is it going to be big? Is it going to be small? Mm. Inviting was really hard. Justin's family alone is like, I don't know, like 150? What? So I was guaranteed to have a big wedding already because that's half the party. 150? 120 to 150, around that ball mark. It's so, yeah. There. Does he have many cousins? and? Yeah, he does. How do you have that many people in your I just, family? I don't know. Okay, like family, cousins, they're all family. So there's family friends. Honestly. Yeah, and then you've got family friends as well. It's just a massive group of people. So that was, we already had to find big venues because the family alone was already so big. But then um, when it came to friends, it was actually really interesting because you go, oh, I can invite this, 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 this person. But then you're like, actually, I haven't really spent quality time with this person in a really long time. It's really interesting when you put it into that perspective because you start thinking, oh, maybe this person isn't as close to me as I thought they were. Um, and also because of financial budgets and the spacing and everything, we really had to think critically about, is this person really my friend? Do I see them investing in my life? Do I see myself investing in their life? Um, and that's kind of how we went about it and when we chose the people to come to our wedding. But it's hard because you know some people get upset about it. It's just inevitable and it's a bit awkward as well, especially if they're friends with your friends. And then people have plus ones as well that you have to keep into account. Yeah, that was hard. I think um, Justin and I made it really clear to each other that we wouldn't invite plus ones, but we would invite plus ones that, for example, we have a friend who did ask us about a plus one and we really value him as a friend. So we were like, yeah, we would invite his plus one just because we value him. I'm not saying like we don't value um, other people who asked for plus ones, but yeah, we just really value that relationship as well. Case um, by case. Basis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's really hard because if you say yes to one plus one, it's like, oh, why didn't you say yes to my plus one? Yeah. But then it's also like, oh, I'm tight on spacing. And then when you invite a plus one, so how we did it actually was we actually put everyone on the table already. So we knew how many people we could invite. And so I set all my tables up already. And then people start asking about plus ones. And then as soon as you put a plus one in the mix, your tables shift because that person obviously has to sit with your person that is inviting their plus one. 
but then they no longer fit on that table. Like a table has 10 and now it's 11. So where do you put that two people? And I'm just like trying to shift them around. It's actually really hard because then you can't just shift those two people to somewhere else because then they will have no friends. So much strategic planning. I know. It's been more stressful than I thought. I Did you have a chart? You know, in movies and yeah. they have the table and their names and then they start moving them around. I wanted to do that. That's so much cool, but nah, that's just too much effort. Um, the venue actually gave us a spreadsheet which had tables Ah. so we just did like columns and stuff like that which was easier and then who's in your wedding party and how did you ask your bridesmaids to be your bridesmaids yeah so hillary is my maid of honor Um, and then i've got lucia i've got lauren and i've got chelsea i think all four girls were really prominent in my life girls who like prayed for me girls who encouraged me and girls who like you know if anything happened to me i know would drop anything to help me as well so that's basically how I chose my four girls. Yeah. And then I just literally pretended there was an engagement party and I told them to come and I had like a little picnic grazing platter set up for them, um, made some boxes with like, will you be my bridesmaid kind of stuff in there. And then, um, yeah, that's how I proposed (laughs) to my girlfriends, I guess. But yeah, it was really sweet. It was really nice to have them all there. That's so cute. And then I assume they take some responsibilities in terms of planning things like, is there a bachelorette party or is that different to an engagement party? I think we're going to have a, like a hens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so they will organize all that. They came to my wedding dress yeah. uh, shopping. Yeah. Like, yeah. You are planning a honeymoon right after the wedding? Not right after. Maybe oh. as two weeks after. And have you planned out the itinerary yet or you're just going to go and relax? Yeah, so we're going to an island. So then we don't have to plan anything. We don't have to book anything. Everything's just done then. I just wanted to relax and not have to worry about traveling from like A to B or whatever. I think we can. There's helicopter tours, but it's also really expensive. But no, it'll be a nice getaway to be out of Australia, be in a different country and just spend time just us two. And after you're married, do you think things will change that much? Oh, 100%. I think think for me, because I've always been a homebody, And I'm very blessed because my parents cook for me, clean for me, cut fruit for me. For me, that's going to be a massive change. I don't know how well I will adjust to that. Just living a very more independent life. I've never really done that. I've always been like very homesick when I've been overseas. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how I go with it. Yeah, because you are moving together into a a new place. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm not super fussed about getting married Mm -hmm. because Lucas and I have been dating for about seven years now almost and it is getting to a point where you kind of think, should we get married? Should we? Does it matter that much? Mm -hmm. And I think because we've moved in together and it feels like we do all the things I guess a married couple would do that the marriage itself is more of a formality almost of I feel like it wouldn't change that much oh yeah 100% especially you're living together my friend they were living together as well and then they got married and then after his wedding he just went and had kick on his wife just went home but like for them there's nothing different it's just a formality I'm not really urging Lucas right now but the only thing I do think about a lot is I would like my grandma to be there when we get married and also if possible if I have kids in the future then I would like her to see great grandkids yeah that would be cute yeah she does talk about it a lot though 
she or she always mentions when you have kids I'll be there to take care of them and things like that so I really want that to be a reality yeah 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 apart from that reason I'm not too fussed about timelines yeah Yeah. when would you want to have kids though for the health of the children you would have to be around 30 yeah yeah, maybe a bit earlier babies at the same time right (laughs) but i'm very scared of kids and i don't know if i am like i'm obviously not ready now oh yeah but also we're 25 and 30 is not that far away i know (laughs) it's so sad i'm a bit scared (laughs) no i see kids at school every day and i'm like i could not have one of you right now i feel like a kid still and when I interact with babies or young kids, I never know how they're going to respond. So I get really nervous and I don't know what to say to them. So I just stare at them and it's all good. When do you think you'll have a kid? Yeah, like hopefully around 30. I'm definitely nowhere near ready. So not after. Oh, 100% no. Not ready at all. Uh, last question I have for you is just what are you most excited about for all of this that's happening? Yeah, I'm excited to move in and like start building I guess a new life in a sense doing things in a new way yeah just to get married to be honest could do the marrying without the actual wedding that would be really good but no it'll be really fun like to celebrate with everyone and everything yeah long awaited such a major milestone in your life yeah 100% yeah it marks a new chapter I know I'm getting old I'm moving into the new stage of life (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Remember to tune in every Wednesday for the sugar, the spice, and everything that's nice in life with the Bliss Bakery. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.